conversations with Cordates. Hello, welcome to a special spooky mm. episode. Um, of conversations with Cordates, conversations on Halloween. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, extremely terrifying in this office right now. There's all these <laughs> Halloween decorations. Yeah, true. Uh, hello, uh, Harry. We, we what are, what are you that. dressed as? Um, I am dressed as. Um, I'm pausing so we can edit this so oh, I sound okay. faster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dressed uh, as. Uh, <laughs> I am dressed as Edward Teach. Who's that? Ah, famous pirate. Who's the famous, most famous pirate? That's Blackbeard. It's Blackbeard. Huh? Yeah, I'm Blackbeard. Oh, Ed, his name is Edward Teach. Edward Teach, yeah. His, that was his real name? Yeah, that's his real name. I thought his name was Blackbeard. Black, bl- first name, <laughs> first Black. name Black, last name Beard. <laughs> Mr. Beard. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I can see why he went with that, because it's cooler than Edward Teach. Yeah. Although Eddie is Sounds a cool like name. he's a teacher. <laughs> yeah, Edward Teach. Yeah. Yeah. It it's not a cool name. You do no. meet people with cool names, and Edward Teach is not like a guy you think, oh, Eddie Teach, he's sick. Yeah, but it's like, it's cute, you know, mm. Eddie Teach. Eddie, I think that's the exact opposite of what he was going uh, for. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe that's, he just charmed people into yeah. raping and oh, pillaging. can I please have your ship? <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Like, please stab right. yourself. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How, what are you dressed as? I am dressed as a... Stressed PhD student. Oh, wait, that's just me every day. Oh, that's, uh, that's real life. <laughs> Very cool. It's, yeah. You're doing a great job. Definitely oh getting God. that. I'm getting that vibe. Well, see, there you go. Yeah, you know what? When you can guess a costume, you know it's a good costume. Yeah, that's why mine's shit because you were like, Yeah, because I was like, Who the fuck? Even are though you? I have this beard, I have this peg leg, I cut my own leg off. <laughs> I actually amputated my leg. He did. I, I, I'm really shocked at the commitment. I don't even know if Blackbeard had a leg missing. I just <laughs> cut it off anyway. There's a parrot on my shoulder. I don't know whose parrot. I just found it. <laughs> you, you just picked out one of those yeah. parakeets that we've got. Yeah, yeah the, the, the uh, radio station parakeets. Every radio station yeah. has parakeets. Exactly. So you know it's a real radio station. That's, that's how we um, transmit all of the radio. Yeah, it's the parakeets. Yeah, exactly. No one knows what they do, but they somehow get the message out there. Exactly. Um, so, as an Australian, mm-hmm. have you ever celebrated Halloween? Like, have you ever gone out trick or treating? I, I have, and it's it's interesting because in Australia, there's every year, and I feel like this goes back to when I was a little kid. Every year, there's like a story around this time about oh, Americanization of our youth. It's yeah. such a problem, and I I I never understood it because it's just fun. Yeah, Halloween. It's not like we're doing Thanksgiving. Do you know what I mean? It's exactly. not. It's like Halloween is just dressing up as a fun, spooky character. Mm-hmm. And Most getting of them, candy. Yeah. Which, as a kid, yeah, fucking awesome. It's, great. it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Get some. Get a few needles in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah always. That's that's the best houses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you uh, know you want to go to yeah. those houses. The, the, <laughs> the ones really, that give you needles. Yeah, the ones with holes in the walls. They always give you needles. <laughs> but I, yeah, I I never understood the complaint because what is the harm in kids dressing up? And even adults dressing up, like we still do it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As adults, we still go to parties. It's just a bit of fun. It is. So I don't. I never understood this complaint in this country, which is so common about you know it's Americanization because it's like, look, 
the Americanization of our youth happened a very fucking long time ago. <laughs> and it's fine. But That's yeah. true. As someone from North America, from Canada, mm-hmm. I mean, what's your experience with Halloween? Well, <clears throat> my very, very first experience with Halloween was actually when I lived in England, when I mm-hmm. moved there from Russia to England. And um, I, I've never experienced Halloween, right? We don't really have Halloween in Russia, or at least yeah. not as a child anyways. I didn't really experience it. And um, it's it's scary enough. It's uh, Russia's scary enough. Let's face it, it is scary <laughs> enough. Um, you know when your country's run by a dictator. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, um, but in, in England, um, I, I was being told about this festival. You know of like the scary ghouls and whatever. And because my family at the time was very religious, mm. it was like, oh, you you can't celebrate that. And I was like. Uh, I don't even know what I'm not allowed to celebrate, yeah, so like... I guess whatever. And then I had a friend, a Russian friend who came over, and she's like, hey, do you want to go trick-or-treating? I was like, fuck yeah, I want to go trick-or-treating. I only realized this years later, but it was no longer Halloween, okay? It was like November 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> what, you two were going Halloween? When we trick-or-treat. went trick-or-treating. <laughs> That's fucking funny. And we both wore trash bags and just painted our faces black. And it's the 2nd of November. And, and everyone's like, the 2nd of November. These two Russian girls came to the door. Yeah, exactly. And, and they like, were covered in <laughs> blackface. Well, and listen. With trash bags. Listen, the, it, wasn't, it wasn't our full face was black. Oh, okay. It was like we had like beards, like <laughs> half of our face was black. <laughs> like we tried to do beards and trash bags. And <laughs> we went up to people's houses and we went. And the thing is, I didn't, I was still learning English mm. and I didn't understand what they were saying. I didn't hear that they were saying, that my friend was saying trick or treat. I just heard trick or treat. I was like, oh, trick or treat. And I would go around and people go, trick or treat, trick or treat. And I go up and then I remember everyone was being so shocked because they're like, oh, okay. Oh, we don't really have any candy. Most of the people had run out of candy. Yeah. So guess what they gave us? What? Money. No way. Yeah. Oh. I walked away with like 30 pounds cash. There is no way if someone came to my door, <laughs> not on Halloween, asking for lollies that I would give them money. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? I guess they just felt cleaned bad. up. Listen, it was two little blonde girls yeah. covered in, in blackface. Trash, trash bags. bags. And they're like, there is something very wrong yeah. with they're these like, girls. Please uh, just give them the money. Yeah, it doesn't look like they have a home. Yeah. <laughs> we feel bad for these, yeah. <laughs> for these yeah. girls. Let's give them some money. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then when I moved to Canada... I guess, like, I just kind of, you know, I understood English better yeah. and I was able to um, kind of get into the culture more. And yeah, and then we went trick-or-treating. You know, we learned about only go to the houses with the lights on and oh, only yeah. go to the houses with the decorations and all this stuff. If you, I, I didn't know that rule. That, that, well, that's the rule in Canada anyways. Okay. If their porch light is on, that means they can oh, give so out candy. Oh, so it's just a porch light. It's yeah, not like yeah. any light because I was, no. <laughs> I was thinking like if you don't want to give out candy, but you're home, you have to sit in the dark on Halloween. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> just stare out the window and be like, oh my God, yeah. here they come. <laughs> and that is spooky, I guess. That yeah, that like, is pretty spooky. All the little children. Yeah. Children are creepy. Children when are children very say creepy. things. That kids like weird things. Oh, yeah. That's one of the creepiest things. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like horror movies yeah. with children or dolls. Yeah. Dolls. Dolls fuck me yeah, up. No. Not out. Fucking not, hate it. Mm-mm. I can't watch them. Yeah, exactly. As a kid, Chucky. You ever watch Chucky? I did watch Chucky. Chucky. I yeah. couldn't watch it. I was just terrified. Yeah. Even oh, the, yeah. the, the image. I couldn't go near it. Yeah, exactly. Dolls should be wiped from this earth. Agreed. I, I'm, I'm Agreed. finally saying it. There you go. It's, you know what? It's on the air. Harry said yeah. it. 
Uh, it's going to come true. No it's more dolls. To. <laughs> Not manufactured anymore, and I will burn those I find. Exactly. Goodbye, Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Barbie is the least scary of all the dolls. That's true. Although uh, I feel like if she was a real person, she'd be terrifying. She'd be like seven foot tall with like a fucking like crazy no limbs. bones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we'd go trick or treating. The thing is, though, <clears throat> Canada uh, on the thirty first of October happens to be a little chilly. Uh, a little yeah, fucking cold. <laughs> so uh, your costume was underneath your coat. <laughs> so you'd go to people and you'd be like, trick or treat. I'd be like, yeah. what are you dressed as? And you're like, I'm dressed as a witch. You can see by the hat. Because otherwise you can't she see shit all underneath my fucking puffer jacket because it's fucking cold. Um, Surely you go as an Eskimo. Yeah. <laughs> Surely. Well, that's a racist term, actually. Uh, what, uh, so I apologize to the Inuit is that right? Yeah, exactly. Surely uh, you go as a... I don't know if it's... Yeah. A, yes. I mean, in Canada, in the north, and it is Inuit. Okay. Um, but not, maybe not for all the country. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. I just said Eskimo, so I'm We need some like... real Canadians on this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to represent everybody. It's, um, yeah, it's fine. I'm sure there's the Eskimo community. The Inuit community. I said it again. I didn't even mean that. Sure the Inuit yeah. community that's listening are pretty chill i think so i think they're like we know people still say it, I'm, like, I'm from as far away as it's possibly to be almost so, exactly you know yeah your news of not being called eskimos has not reached you yet exactly we have ice creams called eskimo pies oh you do so yeah. they're little ice cream sandwiches don't tell them that <laughs> don't, don't tell them they'll shut it they're down coming for it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but i would i trick-or-treated like up until year nine wow <laughs> yeah Just because i wanted the free candy yeah i feel like after that point you're like getting you can't really ask for free shit yeah but that's the thing i wanted to yeah definitely like i still wanted to get free shit and oh sorry no year 10 was the last time i went trick-or-treating oh and did I, you find a drop-off what is that compared mean? to like where you were then uh -huh. the amount of lollies or candy you oh, got at that yeah. point compared to when you were a kid. Oh, a hundred percent. And the thing is, like, I wasn't really into like lollies and candy and anything by that point. Anyways, I just liked free shit. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as a teenager, you're like, I just want some free shit. Mm. Um, yeah, but in year ten, because I was emo, I didn't even need a costume. <laughs> I just went as myself. <laughs> Scary enough. <laughs> it was terrifying enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we, um, we stopped after, I think, like the third house where the old lady was like, aren't you kids too old to be trick-or-treating? And we're like, fucking Shut bitch. Yeah, what an absolute bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Aren't you too old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are you fucking giving yeah. out candy? What are you going to do with all that candy that yeah. you've got left Don't over? Don't even have teeth. Yeah. <laughs> You suck it. Yeah, exactly. And I think she like gave us apples too. So we're like, oh fuck, what a waste of time. <laughs> that is such a that is awful. Those apples definitely had needles in them. You know yeah. they did. Uh yeah, little um what are they called? Uh, fucking how a couple of years ago there was that big story of people putting the needles in strawberries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, put them yeah. in apples. Exactly. Yeah. That really scares me. Oh, the needles? Bite, yeah, needles. Yeah. It's like biting into a fucking when I'm eating fruit. 
I'm going hard. Yeah, that's true. I'm not true. holding back. Yeah, yeah, I love a good strawberry. Yeah. You, um, do you even eat the leaves? You're like, uh, sometimes. Insane. Sometimes <gasps> oh I'll, I'll go God. get a couple of get leaves. Get yourself and... under control, yeah, Harry. Well, I've stopped because <laughs> of the needle fiasco. Yeah, exactly. You never know. But, okay, I don't know if you guys ever got that, but in Canada, it was, you know, our parents had to check our candy in case people would put drugs in our candy. But now as an adult, I'm like, no one's going to put their expensive motherfucking drugs yeah, into your candy. That is, that is an accident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is absolutely Absolutely an accident. Exactly. No one's uh, doing it on purpose to yeah. get your kids high no. because um, drugs are expensive. Yeah. And okay. what's the point in a kid being high? So yeah, exactly. Going on. Exactly. Much better that I'm high. Yeah. You got the drugs for yourself. Yeah. The You're kid can have the chocolate. I don't give yeah. a fuck. <laughs> exactly. It cost me a dollar. Exactly. <laughs> oh, totally. No, we didn't have that though. Like that was not an issue. Oh, really? No, that was oh, no. Way. We had that. And like, you know, we couldn't eat some candy um, if they were like wrapped, uh, like wrapper candy. Like, you know, it, when you imagine what I say, like um, a candy and yeah. you imagine like a circle with like the two little bows. Yeah. We couldn't eat that candy in my yeah. house anyways, because it's like. People could have drugged that, wow. and then they could have wrapped it up, right, and make it look like that's like that's it's it's such a the the worst possible case scenario. That's so unlikely. It's so unlikely, like, and also no one is drugging your candy for yeah. your children. Like unless you're an adult, then maybe people are because yeah, your friends. That's oh yeah, someone's true, like yeah. if I had drugged candy and someone's coming over to my desk and like, oh have some have one of these and it's got fucking acid in or something. Yeah, That's like exactly. Very funny. But like you know, those um, you can get those like gummy uh, gummy bears mm. with uh, CBD in it. Yeah, that shit's still expensive. Definitely. Okay, the last thing I'm gonna do is give it to some fucking child. Yeah. And like one gummy bear, you know, can get you high for what like. A few hours, maybe two hours. That's pretty cool. Uh, oh, I think so. I think that'd be awesome. Um, where, that's do, why... where do I find <laughs> Canada, uh, <yeah. laughs> where weed is legal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, no drugs, no drugs uh, in no, your candy. Unlike no, <laughs> in, in... unfortunately, <laughs> we never found any drugs. Damn it, damn. I uh, like probably like a paracetamol. <laughs> so, so it's putting Advil well, into I, yeah, your candy. If there's any drug that's accidentally been put in there, it's probably something. You like, got your little Tic Tacs. Yeah. So all of a sudden, yeah. there's a little ibuprofen in yeah. there. Yeah, hay fever tablets. It's like, oh, great. I actually love those. So the thank hay you. fever tablets. Yeah, because I get hay fever big time. Do, are you getting it right now? Not right now, actually. It's oh, weird. Really? It comes, you know, it's weird times of the year. Some plant fucking hates me. And, yeah. This is yeah. the first time I ever got allergies was really? in Australia. And it's during this time, like during springtime, when all this fucking pollen is going yeah. up my nose yeah. and my throat is just always itchy. Yeah. yeah. It's so annoying. Oh my yeah. God. It makes it makes me so mad. <laughs> it really does. Especially like especially after COVID times. It makes me yeah. a little embarrassed. Yeah, it's you really know? concerning because you're fucking all day. You're sneezing and you yeah. look like you've got COVID. Exactly, but you don't. You no. just—it's the grass. Exactly, <laughs> and no one will believe me. It's, it's the, the grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, so for our lovely spooky episode, mm. listen. Do you like? Do you like getting spooked? I, I like to think I do, oh. but I think. I think whenever I've tried to say play a spooky video game mm. or watch a really spooky movie, yeah, I have struggled. Oh, I'm really? Like I, I've watched a few mm-hmm. and I've played a few spooky games. Okay, but... what's your scariest 
movie. The scariest movie I ever watched, and people are probably going to laugh at this one, but it was... It was Cinderella. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You said people were going to laugh. The concept so like, of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> commitment. Uh, oh, no. oh, I thought like the evil stepmother. You know, <laughs> it's just too scary for you. <sighs> Women. <laughs> uh, no, the scariest thing I ever watched when I was a kid was... It happened when I was a kid, was The Blair Witch Project. You ever seen The Blair Witch Project? I actually haven't because I heard it was too scary of a movie. And I yeah. do get... I like to watch the horror movies, but then I get spooked for like yeah. weeks on end. Yeah, yeah. So I, I avoid watching I, that movie. So found right. footage is like a whole genre now. I feel like mm. it was one of the first ones. or if it, was, it was the first big one that I know of anyway. Yeah. But there's a bunch of other found footage movies now. It's a whole genre unto itself, mm. but it, it's one of those. So it's like okay. they're filming it. And, you know, it was marketed as if it was a real movie. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. Oh, we found this footage, and what? Look what happened to these kids in the forest, and all this shit happens. Most of the movie, I feel like, is just these college students who are just fucking lost. Ah. Uh, <laughs> like. That, oh, I thought they were camping or something. Yeah. Well, they go out looking for the Blair Witch. Oh. So they go okay. out into this forest. Well, in, then they kind of deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got what they asked for, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But they go out into this forest in the middle of fucking who knows where in America, and they're looking for the. Blair Witch and they lose their map and then there's just most of the movie is them just being real spooked by shit mm-hmm. um, and then some shit happens and it's right. fucking scary. So tell me about the rocks you were saying. That, oh, the like- rocks. So you, there's this scene in this movie, if I remember right, where there's like rocks stacked. They wake up one morning and there's these rocks stacked up of their tent and it's some symbol the witch does, right? Mm-hmm. And I did that to my sister to scare her. You because <laughs> we watched cruel, it together and we were both person. terrified. Oh my and I remember god! I, um, we were like camp. We'd sometimes camp in the backyard. Like my dad would help us oh, set up the tent. Oh, just for fun. Yeah, That's just really for fun. Cool. We'd set up the tent in the backyard, and me and my sister would just ca- pretend we're camping oh, in the backyard. Oh, you son of a bitch! Um, and yeah, one one time I got up like early in the morning and I set up the I set up this the rock pile. Yeah. Did you sleep in, in the movies. same tent or did you sleep yeah. in separate tents? No, we slept in the same tent. Oh, she didn't wake up when you got no, out. No, George oh, wow. is um, a very heavy sleeper. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, sleeps very late, so that was pretty funny. How about you? What's the scariest thing you've ever seen? Watched? Uh, I, um, what's the scariest thing I've ever watched? I don't know if I even remember. Um... Like, I, I've watched a few horror movies, but, like, you mm. know, I'll get scared for, like, a few few days. Um, but I, I guess it helps, like, I've always lived with somebody in a house. And yeah. a lot of these movies are, like, people are alone. Yeah. Um. So, like, it kind of goes away really quickly. Yeah. However, if I'm left at home alone... All of these memories come back. <laughs> all of them come back. All at once. Perfect timing. <laughs> and it's it's just terrifying. It's terrifying. I see things in the dark. Whatever. Like it's it's just terrifying. Um, but yeah, I I can't say that like a movie really comes to mind that's mm. really scary. Um, I do like video games. Yeah. Scary video games. I cannot play them. I it, cannot. It's so hard. I can't listen. Like I, I love the Tomb Raider games. Yeah. Like they are my favorite games. Yeah. But even they can be too spooky for me. Like if something jumps out at me, yeah. can't fucking do it. No, nope, yeah. can't do it. Like do yeah. not let me play that game. It's totally, it's totally not being able to fight back a lot of the time. Exactly. Because in yeah. those horror games, you can never fight back. You can <laughs> run or hide. The running. Yeah. Why? Why are all of those games running? Like, have you ever? Uh, so I've watched people play am- amnesia i that's the that's the main one i tried to play fucking terrifying and i fucking couldn't do it no. i just like 
the thing and I'm just like I have to run and hide and I just I just I just no. pause. I every time I saw it I was like pause hit pause, like instinctively. Yep. yep. And I'm like I'm such a pussy. No, <laughs> I, I like No, it. man, because like watching a movie you kind of you you see yeah. other people, right? Yeah. It's like a third person. But in a video game It drags you, you in. Yeah, exactly, because it's, it's almost always first person. Yeah. And that's just way too tearing for terrifying for me i cannot do it yeah and i'm i'm with you on that I, yeah i've always want to though M- me too i always want to and but that's why i like it if like my partner plays them yeah. and then i watch him play yeah because it's like watching a horror movie yeah i love watching a let's play oh on, i on love YouTube the let's plays people, especially if the person oh. is scared okay they are my favorite <laughs> i just love sometimes funny. i just want to watch a compilation yeah. <laughs> of a whole just bunch people of people spooked. getting spooked exactly it is brilliant although one time um a while ago. So let's go back to episode two. Remember we talked about field stories. Mm-hmm. I used to live at a field station there. Mm. And it was, you know, almost every night we'd kind of hang out. We'd, we'd drink and, yeah. you know, we'd chat and whatever. And there was this one time where, again, we're at a field station really far away from everything, right? And uh, we, there was like a main lodge area where nobody really got to sleep. There, was, there were no bunk rooms. Yeah. So you'd actually have to walk to your bunk room. Right, which was like what, like a five minute walk or whatever. Um, And during that time, we were talking about Slender Man, the video game Slender Man. That is such a mistake. Uh, And one of our friends, Jenny, I love you so much. Um, Jenny was a, I think she was a postdoc. She's now a professor uh, in America. Um, She's an amazing scientist, but she was. So just easy to spook. <laughs> Jenny, I love you. I love you. You know I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about Slender Man. And she was getting so spooked. And she's like, guys, I think I think we need to stop talking about it. And we're like, actually, we've got a laptop here. And the main lodge is the only place with internet. Let's play some fucking Slender Man. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to play Slender Man. I don't want to play Slender Man. We're like, okay, no worries. By the way, this lodge, windows, literally everywhere, oh, from floor cool. to ceiling, windows. And one of our friends, oh my God, I, I actually forgot his name. But one of our friends, he was the only male, okay? There was yeah. like six women, yeah. and he's the only one. I think his name was Alex. But, anyways, he's like, oh, guys, gotta go to the bathroom. The fucking piece of shit. We were, we were trying to load the game up on the laptop, and then all of a sudden we hear on the fucking window. Oh, that's gold. <laughs> and he's tall and everything. And we look, and we just all fucking scream. And we're like, yeah, no, we're not playing Slender Man, yeah. motherfucking. Like this guy just scared the shit Game's out of us. Game's not even booted up. Yeah, yet. exactly. Game's not even installed yet. Yeah. <laughs> just the thought of it, and then um, what he did to us, fucking scared the shit out of, me, out of yeah. us. Um, I I remember that night. I walked from my, from my, um, sorry, not from my, but from the lodge to my cabin playing music on my phone mm. because I was like, who's going to kill me? Fucking <laughs> 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 music is playing on my phone. Was it really happy music? Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like Britney Spears Toxic yeah. or something. Yeah. Something like, that's just not in a horror movie. Yeah. No, no it one's going to fucking, no one's going to kill me when yeah. Britney Spears is yeah. playing. Okay. Um, but that's, and that's what I would do like, or even now when I'm at home mm. alone, yeah. I'll actually just talk to myself or yeah. like I'll sing to myself and stuff. Cause I'm like, no one's going to fucking kill me. I'm singing to myself. Mm. They're enjoying a little concert. No one's ever died if they're and singing to themselves. Literally never. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have you ever actually played a spooky game? 
I, I played Amnesia. Oh, you did play yeah, Amnesia. Did. Oh I, my um, god, I, so brave! <laughs> I bought the fucking. It was on special for like two dollars. It's the it's for a it's, reason. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was on Steam or some shit. Mm. And I bought it, and I'm like, oh, I'll play it because I've seen it on YouTube. I knew I knew what to expect, and it's still scared. And I still just it's just the idea of someone coming after you where you have to run or hide. Yeah, that just is like so hard because in most games, I don't think it's that different from most games. It's just that you have no way of fighting back. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but because of those games, I now, like, I can't, okay, this, I, I really, I know I'm not alone on this because I see it all over the place. Um, but I have an issue with, like, going from one room to another when I turn off the lights, hmm. especially if there's stairs. Like, I will turn off all the lights and then turn the last one off right by the stairs and I'll fucking Run. book it up the stairs because yeah. no matter what I think someone's behind me yeah spooking another person has got to be one of the funniest things that you can do it's okay, so funny kind of, yeah. it is brilliant <laughs> it is never not funny to scare the shit out of someone on, pu- on purpose that is it's true. always good that is always. true. I encourage this totally because <laughs> no, it's very funny. I don't because I don't want to be the one being spooked. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> keep your wits about you. Yeah. It's spook or be spooked. That's, that's the that's name of the game. True. Have you ever been to like one of those horror house no, mazes? No, I things? can't. I can't because I feel like my reaction to getting spooked mm-hmm. is anger, and I think that a lot of uh, other men have this problem. I think so. Yeah, and so the. The problem is, like, the, the times in my life when I've been, like, jump scared. Like, I've literally just punched. Like, not intent. Oh, not, I've yeah, not, like, thought but about it. But my initial reaction is to just, like, attack the person. Oh, my and God. And so I don't want to go. I'd love to go into one of these spooky houses. Yeah. But I feel like I will get arrested for assault. Yeah. And okay, it's like, fair enough. Because like, I cannot. I remember I was at work once, and I used to work, like, overnight at, the, at a Woolworths. Mm-hmm. And there was just me and one other guy in there. Mm-hmm. So we'd be like doing the overnight shit, right? And oh, that's pretty terrifying. It's pretty terrifying. and But we would definitely try and spook each other. Oh, no. And I so, would quit. I would quit. And so the one time he did it from close range, I fucking clocked <laughs> oh, him. Shit. I like uppercut right into the fucking sternum. <laughs> like, I really clocked him. And I was like, I felt so bad, but it's like, man, you, you're going to spook me. Do it from a distance. Because like, I Oh, man. Him. So yeah, those scary houses, I, I would find it so much fun. Yeah. Like, I would love it. Yeah. It's like spooky games. I actually love them. I think they're amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, but I just can't. Oh, no, I I actually, I don't like them. I don't love horror houses. I always think that Mm. I'd be fine in a horror house, but every time I go in, I regret my decision every time. I just want to, I just want to exit as fast as possible. And there's no staff that actually wants to help me. No, no, because they're all trying to to spook you. Exactly. That's the job. Exactly. They're getting paid. And then even, um, so my... My partner and I, we went into like one of those escape rooms mm-hmm. and it was a VR, a virtual reality mm. escape room that was to do with zombies. And the the person at the front desk, because it was just like a two for one special. And he's just like, hey, you know, do you want to do the second game? Yeah. You guys are really good at it. This is the hardest game that we have, but it's a horror one. He, he's just like you just did the second hardest one but you did it really quickly because we're super smart oh, I thought you told you. and he's like I, I bet you you do not want to do the super easy one you want to do this hard one just because it'll be more interesting for you guys but it is a horror one because it's a zombie one and I was like yeah fuck it yeah. I'll be able to do it like, zombies aren't even real not deals, even scary. zombies whatever VR yeah. I could totally tell the difference between VR and real life yeah, totally. you know as soon as I put it on 
you start in like a, a train carriage <laughs> and all you hear is like all these zombies around you and I put on the VR set and I'm alone in the room right because the v, like you have to be alone in the room in case yep. you move too much and you hit the uh, other person yeah, so right. you're alone in the room but I'm playing with Kalen in the VR yeah he's in another room exactly he's in another room but in the VR he's right beside me yep. and I can hear him and the thing is, it was like um, the guy at the front, he's like, if there's an emergency, mm. just yell like front desk, front desk, front desk or, you know, whatever. And I'll hear you and I'll be able to come up like, you know, I don't know, maybe some some glitch or whatever happens. And I just remember going into the VR and the game starting and me hearing all these zombies and me seeing like zombies and like dead body, like rotting bodies around me. And I curl up in a ball like that and I go, front desk, front desk, front desk, front desk, front desk, front desk, front desk. <laughs> and he's like, oh my, is everything okay? Is everything okay? And I'm like, oh, she's scared. I'm just scared. I'm just scared. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Well. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. And Kaylin and him are both talking to me and they're like, it's okay. No, no, look at yourself. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. And I'm like, no, no get, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Fuck. And he's just like, he's like, okay, how about I'll skip the first stage. I'll turn on the lights. I'll turn on the lights. And like, he turned on the lights in the game. And he's like, he's like, you're okay now. You're, the lights are on. Maybe that's better. I'm like, no, 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 get me out of here. Get me out of here. And Kaylin's like, Kaylin's like, Anastasia, look at yourself. Look at yourself. And the guy's like, look at you. You are a zombie. Look at yourself. Nobody here can oh. attack you. You are a zombie. And Caitlin's like, I am a zombie. Look at me. You are also a zombie. And I finally open my eyes in the VR and I look at my hands and I'm a fucking zombie. No way. And I'm like, oh. What a twist. Well, now I feel like a fucking idiot. <laughs> so the zombies weren't trying to get you. No, because you I just... am a zombie. And then I look at Caitlin. And his, like, character, whatever, is just a zombie, like, waving at me, <laughs> being like, I'm right here, dude, you fucking idiot. What was the, like, how, what was the escape? Because you're a zombie. Yeah. So what was the, what had the game go? Um, so it was, like, we were fighting the people that wanted to kill us, like, actual people that oh, wanted to kill us. Oh, you were hunting us. the yeah. people. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. It was, it was really fun. Like, it was su super cool because you are a zombie. Like, you could actually take off your limbs <laughs> to help you, like, unlock doors and oh, reach objects fun. and stuff. It was really, really fun. So as soon as the lights turned on and I realized that I'm a zombie, like, I am I am part of the scary thing. I yeah, am the scary you're thing. You're the scary thing. Totally, Not totally scary went away. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. Completely went away. Although there was a few jump scares where it's like, you know, the zombies like were lying there and then all of a sudden they go, ah, yeah. and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, it's like you see some people like, ah, <laughs> regular <laughs> humans. <laughs> or like if I'd like walk around and I'd accidentally touch the wall, like in real life, I'd be like, oh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wall. <Yeah. laughs> what the fuck? VR is pretty fucking good. Oh. Like, I remember I played yeah. Skyrim in VR once. What? And, I didn't um, know you can play Skyrim yeah, in VR. Yeah, a couple of years ago it came out and I, my friend had it and I was playing it and I, <laughs> all I did, I went up to this fucking horse and I just walked right up to this horse and I was just looking at the horse and I'm like, it's like a <laughs> real fucking horse. Like, I couldn't believe that I was in Skyrim. I was like, this is so much is more real cool. feeling than I thought it would be. Yeah. Because I, I went in thinking, oh, this will be gimmicky as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, this will be shit. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry on it within like five minutes i was just like i am fucking actually in this world yeah it was nuts i was VR really is taken cool aback. man yeah it's super cool it does make me a little nauseous though 
Oh, yeah? It makes me motion sick. If it's like a specific game, like if it's like a space game, fuck it, cannot yeah. do it. Yeah, cannot do it. There's no yeah. horizon for me to look at. Yeah, I wouldn't like like heights because I'm afraid of heights. Oh, like, I yeah. feel like if someone put me up high, I'd be oh. like, I fucking throw the thing off my fucking yeah. head. Like, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I totally, uh, yeah, I can see that. Like anything with like phobias or, or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I'd be down. No, let's not not go down that road. No, let's definitely not go down that road. But the road that we do want to go down on, and speaking of um, scaring people, or at least trying to scare each other. Yeah. Yeah. We've picked out a creepypasta or two. Yeah. So we thought it's it's a spooky season. Mm -hmm. Let's try and and spook some people. Having said that, I feel like the stories I've picked are so not spooky. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I tried really hard to find, like, I don't know, listeners... Like, if you've ever tried to find a spooky story on Creepypastas or, like, Reddit or something, mm-hmm. it is a challenge. Well, that's why I love Ask Reddit, like, yeah, r slash yeah, Ask Reddit. Yeah. And when people are like, what's the creepiest thing that's ever happened yeah. to you? I love those stories. My yeah. favorite Ask Reddit to this day is, like, what's the creepiest photograph? Ooh. And I love that thread yeah. because it's like, number one, every, so, okay, you know, with Ask Reddit, like the questions yeah. get repeated almost every year, yeah. right? Because they'll get a lot of like upvotes. But the one on that thread particular was like the spookiest photos is um, the topic that always comes up is of those two, uh, I believe they were Danish girls or Swedish girls that were traveling in... Oh, in, in uh, South America. In South America. They were Dutch girls. Yeah, yeah, Dutch girls. I know girls. that story. Yeah, yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah, exactly. And That's so scary. Um, there's tons of pictures on their phone yeah. because... Uh, well, people yeah. predict that they were trying to light their way because yeah. they got lost on a pathway yeah. in the dark. Yeah. It's a really, really sad story. But in one of the photos... There's a fucking guy. Is there really? Yeah. I've never seen there that There is one. a figure in the back and people have never been able to um, fully uh, solve the mystery of yeah. like if Whether it was an accident yeah. or if it was malicious. That's a very scary story. Super I scary. Have, I have spent days looking into that story. Yeah. It's a cool um, story though. It's very cool. Yeah. Very sad. Very sad. But one of the spookiest stories that's out there agreed because, yeah yeah that's that's just um yeah that's incredibly, exactly incredibly intense story yeah uh, very spooky i want to see this thread of spooky mm-hmm. yeah i'll send it to you it's yeah, it's sure. a re- like i love that thread whenever it comes up and then you know there's like other ones where it's just like oh you know i was camping all by myself yeah. and then i woke up in the morning and there were pictures on my phone of me but it's mm. like if you have no proof this mm. happened to have you heard of the button man no the button man is a real Does man. Does he like to sew? <laughs> <laughs> he lives on Drury Lane. <laughs> no, he's a real Have man. Have you heard <laughs> the button man? He's like a dude who lives. There was a big story on him in the ABC. Like he's a real dude. Oh shit! And there was a big story on him a couple of years ago because a lot of people have disappeared in um, the Victorian Highlands. Mm-hmm. And the button man is a man who's known to. Is like a really old man who's known to live around that area, and he comes up to people. He just lives in the forest. Like, he's lived there for decades. And he just comes up to people and does really weird shit sometimes. And there's a case of him sneaking into a tent and taking a photo. Because these people were photographers. They were in this, uh, camping in this area. They woke up and they checked the camera. Or they checked the camera when they got home. Mm-hmm. And they found photos of themselves. Oh, my God. On the camera. And they think it was the button man because he came up to them the night before and was like, 
he apparently has this like thousand yard stare that he can see into your soul. And he was just like saying real weird shit to him. Look it up. Look this up. The Why is he man. the button man though? Uh, that's a good question. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had a lot of buttons. <laughs> but he's called the button man. It's really creepy. Yeah, Maybe very he's not creepy. To this. Is he like, has he hurt people? I don't think he's ever hurt people on record. Mm, okay. And I, I, you know, a lot of people have gone missing in this area and the police mm. seem to say that it's not it is not connected okay people do go missing in the wilderness yeah so i don't want to yeah, accuse exactly. the buck man of anything wrong except doing yeah, creepy exactly. shit like taking photos of people in their sleep i mean listen creepy is, is still creepy yeah. right like you still yeah. want to stay away from yeah from don't creepy approach that guy yeah exactly but anyways so we have a a few creepy pastas that we would like yeah. to share um harry you want me to start? Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, started. so I came across this one looking for a spooky creepypastas, and I found that it actually is not very spooky, but I found it very compelling, mm. and I would love to love to give it. It's by, let me see who it's by. Does it say down the bottom? It's by Anonymous. Mm. So, and I wanna, Oh, yes, I know them well. Yeah, oh, yes. yes. I would like to give credit to whoever wrote this. It's called The Gift of Mercy. Mm-hmm. Um. It's got a rating of 9.11 out of 10. Ooh, so. I like that rating. Anything about five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Ready yourselves for some space tales. <laughs> some spooky ASMR. Mm, message begins. <laughs> we made a mistake. That is the simple, undeniable truth of the matter, however painful it may be. The floor was not in our observatories, for those machines were as perfect as we could make, and they showed us only the unfiltered light of truth. The flaw was not in the predictor, for it is a device of pure, infallible logic, turning raw data into meaningful information without the taint of emotion or bias. Oh, okay, is this a story about you and our statistics? No. <laughs> <laughs> is this your own story about your struggle with statistics? <laughs> I am anonymous. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> No, the flaw was within us, the orchestrators of this disaster, the sentients who thought themselves beyond such failings. We are responsible. It began a short while ago, as these things are measured, less than six to the power of six deli ago, though I suspect our systems of measure will mean very little by the time anyone receives this transmission. We detected faint radio signals from a blossoming intelligence, two to the power of 14 delis outward from the galactic core as photons travel. At first crude and unstructured, these leaking broadcasts quickly grew in complexity and strength, as did the messages they carried. Through our observatories, we watched a world of strife and violence, populated by a barbaric race of short-lived, fast-breeding vermin. They were brutal and uncultured things, which stabbed and shot and burned each other with no regard for life or purpose. Even their, art, even their concepts of art spoke of conflict and pain, they divided themselves according to some bizarre cultural patterns and set their every industry to cause of death. They terrified us, but we were older and wiser and so very far away, so we didn't fret. Then we watched them split the atom and breach the heavens within the breadth of, their, of one of their single, short generations, and we began to worry. When they began actively transmitting messages and greetings into space, we felt fear and horror. Their transmissions promised peace and camaraderie to any who were listening, but we had watched them for too long to buy into such transparent deceptions. They knew we were out here, and they were coming for us. The orchestrators consulted the predictor, and the output was dire. 
They would multiply and grow and flood out of their home system like some uncountable tide of devourer worms, consuming all that lay in their path. It might take six to the eight dealers, but they would destroy us if left unchecked. With aching carapaces, we decided to act and sealed our fate. The gift of mercy was eight to the power of four strides long, with a mouth two quarters that in diameter, filled with many four to the power of four weights of machinery, fuel, and ballast. It would push itself up to two-eighths of light speed with its onboard fuel, and then begin to consume interstellar primary element 2-2 to feed its unlimited acceleration. It would be travelling at nearly light speed when it hit. They would never see it coming. Its launch was a day of mourning, celebration, and reflection. The horror of the act we had committed weighted heavily upon us all. The necessity of our crime did little to comfort us. The gift had barely cleared the outer cometary halo when the mistake was realised, but it was too late. The gift could not be caught, could not be recalled or diverted from its path. The architect and work crews, horrified at the awful power of the thing upon which they had laboured, had quietly self-terminated in droves, walking unshielded into radiation zones, neglecting proper null null pressure safety or simply ceasing their nutrient consumption. The appalling cost in lives had forced the orchestrators to streamline the gift's design and construction. There had been no time for the design or implementation of anything beyond the simple, massive engines and the stabilising system. We could only watch in shame and horror as the light of genocide faded into infrared around against the distant void. They grew, and they changed. In a handful of lifetimes, they abolished war, abandoned their violent tendencies, and turned themselves to the grand purposes of life and art. We watched them remake first themselves, and then their word, their world. Their frail, soft bodies gave way to gleaming metals and plastics. They unified their people through an omnipresent communications grid and produced art of such power and emotion, the likes of which the galaxy had never seen before, or again because of us. They converted their homeworld into a paradise, and many ten to the power of sixes of them poured into the surrounding systems with a rapidity and vigour that we could only envy. With bodies built to survive every environment, from the daylit surface of their innermost world to the atmosphere of their largest gas giant and the cold void in between, they set out to sculpt their system into something beautiful. At first we thought them simple miners, stripping the rocky planets and moons for vital resources. But then we began to see the purpose of their constructions, the artworks carved into every surface and traced across the system in glittering lights and dancing fusion trails. And still our terrible gift approached. They had less than two to the power of two D-Light to see it, following so closely on the tail of its own light. In that time, oh so brief even by their fleeting lives, more than ten to the power of ten sentience prepared for death. Loves exchanged last words, separated by worlds and the tyranny of light speed. Their planet-side engineers worked frantically to build sufficient transmission infrastructure to upload the countless masses with the necessary neural modifications, while those above dumped lifetimes of music and literature from their databanks to make room for passengers. Those lacking the required hardware or the time to require it consigned themselves to death, lashed out in fear and pain, or simply went about their lives as best they could under the circumstances. The gift arrived suddenly, the light of its impact visible in our skies, shining bright and cruel even to the unaugmented ocular receptor. We watched and we wept for our victims, dead so many deal before the light of their doom had even reached us. 
Many six to the power of fours of those who had been directly or even tangentially involved in the creation of the gift sealed their spiracles with paste as a final peasant penance for the small roles they had played in this atrocity. The light dimmed, the dust cleared, and our observatories refocused upon the place where their shining blue world had once hung in the void and found only dust and the pale gleam of an orphaned moon, wrapped in a thin, burning wisp of atmosphere that had once belonged to its parent. Radiation and relativistic shrapnel had wiped out much of the inner system, and continent-sized chunks of molten rock carried screaming ghosts outward at interstellar escape velocities, damned to wander the great, of the great void for an eternity. The damage was apocalyptic, but not complete. From the shadows of, other, of outer worlds, tiny points of light emerged, thousands of fusion trails of single ships and world ships and everything in between, many tend to the power of six of survivors in flesh and steel, and memory banks ready to rebuild. For a few moments we felt relief, even joy, and we were filled with the hope that their culture and art would survive the terrible blow we had dealt them. Then came the message, tightly focused at our star, transmitted simultaneously by hundreds of their ships. We know you were out there, and we are coming for you. Message ends. That was 12 to the power of 7. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like it was the dinosaurs talking about the meteor. Yeah, it was like it, it, it had that cool. like feeling, eh? Like it was like the world is ending. Yeah. And this was somebody being like, This is the end. You know, it reminds me of um do you know when Pompeii like we know about yeah. Pompeii because um the one philosopher was on the other side of the island writing about mm. the death and destruction. Yeah. That's kind of what it sounded like, whereas it like was a bit the like meteor is coming. A except they were responsible for it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I read this and I was like because we've all heard like sci-fi stories where it's like, oh, the aliens think humans are uncultured and so they come to destroy us because mm. we're horrible. Mm -hmm. And it's like, imagine if that happened, but then they realize that actually people, they can change and they did. Mm -hmm. and, and the mistake they think they've made. And I thought that was really compelling stuff. I really yeah. liked it. I, I really like that. That was... um, That was really interesting eh? it was, like it yeah. was nothing like i've ever heard before no it was it was totally a new thought um, yeah to me it was so new and i thought i've got to tell that one it's not scary really but it's thought-provoking it's more like existential yeah it is definitely yeah and so i'm i'm yeah i'm glad you liked it because i really thought that was a compelling story yeah that was really cool well I done really anonymous that. well done whoever you are anonymous. i don't want to take credit for that person yeah. perhaps harry sitting trying to yeah. do steps at his computer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know yeah but yeah how about you I'm, yeah. I'm ready to hear a squeaky stone ready spooked okay well um this is a true story Ooh. and oh i like that this is a true story and i want you to know if you can see what is happening okay so this is from our legal advice Ooh, okay. i know <laughs> but it it's twists and turns love it okay so it's called post-it notes left in my apartment on the 15th of April, I found a yellow post-it note in a handwriting that wasn't mine on my desk, reminding me of some errands I had to do, but told literally nobody about. While odd, I chalked it up to something I did in my sleep, thinking maybe in my half-awake state, I scrawled it uh, so it didn't appear to be my handwriting. I threw it out and thought little of it. On the 19th, four days later, I found another post-it note on the back of my desk chair in the same handwriting as the previous note, telling me to make sure I, in quote, saved my documents. I was freaked out, 
but there were no other signs of a break-in. So I set up a webcam in my house, aimed it at my desk, and used a security cam app for it to record after detecting movement. On the 28th, so nine days later, I woke up to find another post-it note. This one saying, in quote, Our landlord isn't letting me talk to you, but it is important we do. End quote. I immediately checked the webcam's folder on my computer and found nothing from the night before. But my computer's recycling bin had been emptied, which I'm certain I did not do recently, indicating someone had noticed the webcam and deleted the files. In brackets, they were just some save. They were just some saved straight to a folder on my desk called webcam. So the webcam footage went straight to a webcam folder, but that person ended up finding it, opening that the webcam footage, uh-huh. and deleting it, and then emptying the recycling bin. Today, on the first of May, I found another post-it. This time on the outside of my door with nothing written on it. And there also appeared to be post-its on many other doors in my apartment, well, sorry, in my apartment complex, all blank in varying orders. Do I have any legal recourse here? I have no proof except for the post-it notes, but those are written by my pen and on my post-it notes. So conceivably, I could have faked them? Would contacting the police get me into any trouble if they can't determine an outside source for this? I just want to make sure I'm not wasting anybody's time. Should I consult my landlord, those living in the complex? By the way, there's an edit and it says, I pulled up a letter I received from my landlord back when I moved in and the handwriting is identical. Could this count as evidence? And this isn't our legal advice. That's insane. What do you think is happening here? Well, rule number one, never trust a landlord. Never. Landlords are not good people. But like this is fucked for even by landlord standards, right? Mm -hmm. That's really uncomfortable because it's like, you know, I live alone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel safe in my house because like who's coming in here? You know what I mean? No one can get in here. Door's locked. Yeah. Got one of those metal fucking bar doors. But the idea that there's someone with a key who's like able to get in and like, and the, and the, and the, the, the emptying of the recycle bin. Like knowing that there's a webcam or noticing that there's yeah. a webcam. Yeah, that's really. And also really just post it notes. So it seems like mm-hmm. more of like an inconvenience to the person than it is anything else. But Super. why is it the landlord if one of the post it notes said, the landlord won't let me talk to you. Yeah, that's really hard to understand. It's really creepy. It's yeah. really creepy. I am glad I'm not that person. If I was that person, I would be terminating my lease. Because mm-hmm. I'd be like, this clearly something going on here. If I was sure, because obviously it's not them sleeping. Because that was what I first thought. Is this going to be a story of them like, like sleepwalking sleepwalking and writing fucked notes? But mm-hmm. if they... <laughs> I mean... No one can sleepwalk and delete the recycling bin on their computer. Like, that can't, surely not. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that surely is impossible. Yeah. So I have no idea, but I would be out of there. I'd be like, I have to stay elsewhere. And I'd be cool to test, like, go away for a week. Like, mm-hmm. just go away for a week. Stay mm-hmm. at a friend's place. Yeah. Come back and see what, see what notes are there. 
Exactly. So the very first top comment yep. has a solution okay. and and a reason for why for for what an is happening. And an explanation. explanation. Okay. So this I, I love this post in particular this is one of the most popular posts on r slash legal advice because this comment saved this person's life really yes so this comment the top comment says you seem sincere and this doesn't appear to be the plot of a ray bradbury short story it's possible that your landlord is leaving notes inside your apartment but they don't make sense in the context you're describing them It is likely that you're writing the notes to yourself, but you are forgetting. Do you use post-it notes as reminders in any other parts of your life or job? Yes, this might be a mental health issue. You might be experiencing some sort of disassociative disorder. Or it might be a physical problem. You mention that you have a very unusually narrow bedroom with no windows. Is there a chance that you are not getting enough ventilation when you sleep or that there is a carbon monoxide leak in the building? A cheap CO detector, which you should have anyway, is a fast way to find out. You'll also have really bad headaches. You know your own medical and mental history and your other experiences. If you think these incidents might be you writing notes to yourself, there's no shame in getting somebody qualified to give you an opinion. There's an edit. Years later, and the good folks of WBUR Boston Public Radio have turned this thread into a podcast episode. So if you want to listen to the whole podcast episode, you can there. But this person saved the original poster's life. Wow. Guess what was happening? Was it carbon monoxide? It was carbon monoxide poisoning. The guy was undergoing carbon monoxide poisoning. And undergoing this like weird, almost like psychosis. That's insane. Where he was leaving notes to himself and forgetting when he'd wake up in the morning. Whoa. And turns out it was carbon monoxide poisoning. His behavior was so strange. Yeah. Why delete the... Why delete the... Because he knew, subconsciously, he knew that there was the webcam footage. Oh. Right? That's... But why would he do... And w- yeah, that's insane. I mean... That's why. I guess carbon monoxide poisoning can... You fuck, know, you fuck with your mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, get your carbon monoxide. Yeah. Get a guy to come in and check that. Exactly, yeah. I don't know how you do that, but do that. Because yeah. that, that's fucking pretty scary. It's, it is pretty scary, and it's real. Like, this is a real story. Yeah. that. And the thing is, like, if you check out the thread, oh, let me, um actually, r- really good idea to, I guess, credit all of these people. So the original poster was R. Bradbury, 1920. and uh the person that saved his life is the user named kakerlak so k-a-k-k-e-r-l-a-k what on crackerlak yeah exactly and this person is known to save this other person's life and anytime it's like ask reddit um there's like a thread on being like what's the most like you know coolest story you ever found on ask reddit or like a mystery that's been solved Mm. on ask reddit or like on reddit itself and stuff this story is always the top one yeah because that's pretty that's pretty compelling yeah because not only do you solve a mystery but you literally saved somebody's life yeah and the guy it's happy ending it is a happy ending, yeah, exactly. But super creepy that like Fucking you're wild. you could do that, like you can actually forget what you yourself have done. But I guess sleepwalking is very similar, hey? 
Yeah, it is. I I I've never sleepwalked. Mm. Um, I just sleep with my eyes open, partially. Really? Yeah, my sister does it too. I always oh. thought it was just her, and then I slept at a friend's house, and I'm like, oh, you sleep with your eyes partially open, and I'm like, oh, my, I got oh, my sister's thing. Oh man, do they dry out at all? Like, yeah, do you I wake get up really dry bad. Eyes? I get really bad. Um, we call it sleep. I don't know what they call it. Eye boogies. Yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, I get really bad them, like really oh, bad. Really? Like, I wake up in the morning and I'm just clean in my fucking yeah. eyes out. Have you been to a doctor or is that just no, normal? It's, it's fine. Just, I, I've never been to a doctor about it. It's it's just like, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. And oh, I think okay. it's totally fine. And yeah. like my, I know my sister definitely does. Yeah. Um, she also talks in her sleep. And that's pretty common. Like people yeah. talk in sleep. But that always creeps me the fuck out. Yeah. I definitely talk in my sleep. I, I move around in my sleep. I don't sleep walk in terms of like... Um, actually like getting around too much but I will do sleep actions like you know I'll oh. like a lot of the time it's like I'll be looking for snakes or spiders in the bed oh you know? that's right I remember we were staying at a field <gasps> oh my uh, god yeah one time and you woke up and were like I can't remember what you did so it was um so we were staying in the same room yeah um and we were on opposite sides of the room and we had both I guess started to drift away to sleep yeah, right yeah. like we had said good night and everything and we had turned off the lights and i thought that there were bugs yeah. or some sort of insects on my wall on the side where, yeah. where my bed was and i turned on the light and turning on the light woke me up yeah and i just remember being so apologetic because yeah. i had obviously yeah you didn't you just know. turn on the light you were like walking oh <laughs> like, did i yeah, really because like, i was like just I wasn't quite asleep, but I was getting there. Yeah, and like drifting. you turned the light on, you were just like fucking like throwing your bed sheets around and shit. Really? And I was just like, what the fuck <laughs> just happened? Because you're on the other side of the room and I just you get up and like freaking out. Oh my and God. And I was just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it and, uh, happens. So yeah, it does happen. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, <laughs> I was like, man, is there something I should be worried about? <laughs> yeah, we're going to get killed. Rest of the night, rest of the sleep was very tense. <laughs> was like, was it really? Get you never know. Keep one eye open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Well, you know, you stuck around. You're doing a podcast with me. So yeah, that's you've yet cool. to kill me uh, in your sleep. Yet again. In your sleep. Oh, yeah. Got away again. I'm very wily. I'm like. Yeah. I'm like roadrunner but i'm slow <laughs> like a slow roadrunner so no not roadrunner yeah, not, at all not much, just not much and that's all roadrunner is known for yeah you got you've got to wonder eventually is wily coyote just incompetent no i actually feel bad for Wiley i do coyote. feel yeah you're right because like, he tries pretty hard he does and same with like tom from tom and jerry mm. like jerry's just a piece of shit yeah like fuck jerry man yeah like sometimes tom is just like having a nice date with his lady cat and fucking jerry comes out of nowhere what? and like i don't know puts a mouse trap on tom's um tail oh, sounds like a real asshole i never i never watched tom and jerry wasn't broadcast here <gasps> really so we, I'm, most australians have never seen it oh wow okay but I i'll take your that. word for it yeah man but yeah it's very similar to roadrunner and wiley, wiley coyote yeah wiley coyote yeah I feel pretty bad for him He's yeah like, Roadrunner's just, I don't know what he's doing. He's just... He's just an asshole. Yeah. Show off, really. Yeah, exactly. Showing That's off great. his running skills. <laughs> Dick. Um, do we have time for one more? Do you want to give one more? Do you have another one? I, I do. Yeah, I, let's do one more each. I, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I have one more. It's not very scary. But it is biology-based. So it's like the only one I could find that was about like 
research biological research oh oh my god like because we live that horror every day (laughs) and it's it's ecology research yeah that's the thing because there's plenty about there like oh experiment gone wrong ah yeah i mean come on there's like 28 days later 28 years later 28 weeks later they cannot stop making (laughs) 28 years later come on um all right, so this one's called, hang on, and I think that this one's written by A.S. Lowe, A.S.L.O.W.E. Mm-hmm. It's called The Canada Geese of Lake Pleasant. You ever seen a Canada geese? Uh, yes, I there's a so. lot of geese in Canada, and they are actual assholes. Really? Like, we are afraid of them. Wow. Like, I would much rather see a bear, They're like Canada a black geese. bear, yeah. than I would oh. a goose. Um because the the geese are really aggressive and they they oh. will come at you and they'll try to pinch you yeah. and they'll hiss at you like yeah. they're really really bad. Geese are troublesome. Okay, well you're going to you're going to dislike geese a lot more. After, oh, after I mean, this, I don't know if that's uh, possible. Speaking. I'm already you're pretty at a um, maximum terminal geese hatred. Terminal. Well, let's see. <laughs> let's see how far mm-hmm. we can push that. So I'm a researcher studying Canada geese for the last 10 years. I've never published my research. The geese won't let me. (laughs) (laughs) They keep eating my homework. (laughs) Sorry. Specifically, that's fine. You're allowed to interrupt. Um, Specifically, my small team and I study a small population of Canada geese that migrates to Arizona during the winter months from Alaska. This work mostly involves checking the new adults tagged during the summer months from our sister team in Alaska. This is important because the specific flock we're keeping track of has two unusual things that our teams determined required future study. The first is the unusual size of the flock itself. The average size of a migrating flock of Canada geese usually falls in the range between 30 and 60 individuals. Our population was originally counted at 239 individuals in 2009. Holy shit. And as of the last count in 2018, has grown to 367 individuals. Oh my god. I wonder what the hierarchy is like within Canada geese. Well, if there's that many of them. Yeah. Uh, imagine if there's just one king. The king goes. <laughs> he just gets to mate with all the yeah. ladies. <laughs> Genghis Khan. Yeah. Geese. 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 Khan. Yeah. Geese. Canada. Edit this. <laughs> it was first discovered in 2009. The, the flock was first discovered in 2009 by a fisherman at Lake Pleasant when he noticed the large flock come in and land in late November when the busy summer lake is empty of weekend water sports enthusiasts. The initial research only considered of the initial counting of the population and fitting tracking bracelets on a couple of individuals. Come April, the flock left the area of the lake as expected and started their migration to Alaska. This led to the discovery of the second thing that makes this flock so unusual in its behaviour. It's normal for a population of geese to not begin migrating all at once, usually leaving in smaller groups as I described earlier. This population, however, left as a single group on the same day and near as we could tell, the same hour. The radio tracking bracelets fitted to the individuals also showed a strange behaviour in their flight patterns. I'm sure most everyone here is familiar with the normal V shape that Canada geese fly in while Mm travelling. Without going into much detail, it's the most optimal pattern that the flock can fly in in order to conserve energy for the long trip to their breeding grounds during the spring and summer months. It's true. It's very aerodynamic. Yeah. V. Yeah. Apparently, the one at the very front clops the most amount of, like, uh, air resistance and... uh, 
you know, a lot of people think that it's like the most dominant one or whatever sits oh, really? at the front, but it's not. Oh. It's actually they switch spots oh, so they every now and again. Yeah, yeah, That's they take turns awesome. so that like the tired ones get to hang out at the back yeah. where it's yeah. you know the That's most aerodynamic. Quite and, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they'll they'll take turns. Yeah. So in case not that or not all bad. Yeah, not unless bad. they attack humans. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, justified. Mm. I'm on team goose. Uh, wow. We honestly thought it was a mistake when... Oh, hang on. Not to that bit yet. Whoopsie. Spoilers. I'm sure most... I'll repeat. I'm sure most everyone knows. Without going into much detail, it's the most optimal pattern the flock can fly in in order to conserve energy. We honestly thought it was a mistake when the first reading of the GPS tracking bracelet came and showed that our flock wasn't flying in this V formation. Because of the few amount of GPS units our team could afford at the time, it was actually impossible to tell what formation was, but the distribution of tracked individuals showed definitively that the flock could not be in the flying V pattern. They were in a Z pattern. <laughs> <laughs> With the unusual size of the flock and our initial findings of the flight pattern, it wasn't hard to secure funding for more GPS units to attach to the next time the flock appeared at the lake. It also allowed us to get in contact with the closest ornithology professor in Alaska in order to get an accurate account of their breeding grounds. Unfortunately, the breeding area of this flock was in a pretty remote area so that the professor and his students could only get to their breeding grounds for a day, uh, two-day span in the middle of June, when all of the goslings had already hatched, so their nesting behaviour couldn't be studied the first year. However, they were able to accomplish the important task of attaching more GPS units to breeding adults in order to try and get a more accurate representation of their flight patterns. They also gave us an accurate number of individuals in the population. As expected, the GPS units transmitted the first migration data in the middle of October. We were expecting exciting results as the inclusion of the new units, we would be able to get a more accurate picture of what the unusual flight pattern actually was. The flock left Alaska in a single hour and formed into the first notable pattern three hours afterwards. The pattern wasn't very clear despite the number of GPS units attached, but this could be attributed to the unusual size of the flock. It was actually one of the research students working in my team that put the dots together, quite literally, as our readout of the flight pattern was only a number of dots representing each individual with a unit on it. The student, who I won't name for anonymity, sent me the readout when the flock was somewhere over British Columbia. While missing obvious spots, it was possible to make out a word. Butcher. Yeah, uh -huh. you read that correctly. The geese were flying in a formation that spelled out the word butcher. Like That's I, not very aerodynamic. <laughs> no. no, or is it? Now, have we ever tried it? Yeah, was it in capital letters, <laughs> cursive? Which one was it? <laughs> it says capital B butcher. Oh, damn. Capital okay. Um, I don't know if that makes a difference. <laughs> like, um, what's more aerodynamic? <laughs> <laughs> like I imagine most of you are doing right now, I dismissed this. It had to be an error on the GPS units, or the student was reading too much into it and connecting dots that weren't there. The geese landed at Lake Pleasant in early November. By sheer chance, the same fisherman that had seen them the first time was out fishing again when they approached the lake, and informed us of their arrival again. I remember the email from him because he emphasised how freaked out he was when he first saw them in the distance. Freaked out because he clearly saw that the flock was flying in a pattern that spelled out his last name, Butcher. Coincidence? That was the only thing that made sense at the time. Or maybe my student had been playing a joke on me with the GPS tracking image and the fisherman was involved somehow. Hmm. I stopped thinking that when I saw an image of the fisherman's face on the local news two weeks later with his full name, Jonathan Butcher, plastered on my TV screen. According to the news anchor, he had been murdered by his wife when he was caught watching porn. A senseless and sad way to go. 
but I still refused to believe it was anything more than a coincidence. Yeah. The next couple of months were filled with multiple trips to Lake Pleasant, attaching more GPS units we managed to scrape together and getting another count of the population for our records. The flock left in April as a single unit, just like last year, although we weren't able to get a visual on what their final pattern looked like until the first GPS readings came in a couple of hours later. This time, the word they spelled out was much clearer, as the new GPS units filled up many of the gaps we had seen in the previous readings. Shilling. This was when I finally started to believe that something strange was going on. As I had gotten these readings myself, it wouldn't have been possible for any of my team to mess with them. The word itself didn't mean anything to me besides the name of a former pitcher for Arizona's Major League Baseball team. In May 2010, Wendy Schilling of Anchorage, Alaska was shot and killed by her husband when he arrived home early from his long-haul truck route to find her in bed with his brother. This happened two and a half weeks after our Canada geese flock landed at their breeding grounds. Because of the particular interest I was taking with this flock, I asked my colleague to check on the flock in their breeding grounds and note any odd or peculiar behaviour the flock showed while there. Bless his heart, he spent an entire week at the breeding grounds by himself, taking account and attaching even more GPS units to them. Unfortunately, the week didn't yield any unusual behaviour from the flock and hence didn't give any answers into what the hell was going on. Come October 2010, the flock flies out of their home in Alaska and towards their summer home here in Arizona. Considering what had happened the last two times, I waited impatiently while the first GPS readings came in. Townsend. A week and a half after landing at Lake Pleasant, Jacqueline Townsend was killed in a road accident when her husband drove drunk from a bar in northern Phoenix. The husband survived the accident and was charged with manslaughter. In April 2011, the flock left Lake Pleasant and arrived in Alaska keeping a formation, spelling out the name Richardson. In June 2011, Tim Richardson disappeared into the Alaskan wilderness when his partner and him went camping just outside of Anchorage. While the partner was eventually recovered, Tim was never found and has been declared dead. Annie Novak, murdered by her abusive husband in Phoenix in December 2011, two weeks after her geese landed at Lake Pleasant. Brendan Zamora, Maeve Doherty, Emmanuel Chambers, every single one dead at the fault of the person who loves them most in the world. Every single one dead within three weeks of our geese landing with a hundred miles of them. Every single one named weeks beforehand. Because I don't want to sound like a crazy person and get all of my funding cut for my other research, I've never published the results of this research. However, I feel the need to mention this because the geese left their winter home at Lake Pleasant yesterday. Just like all of our GPS readings over the last decade, the formation of the birds spelled out a name. I'm currently on a working vacation with my wife in Anchorage to try and see this group of geese come in for myself, so I was excited to look at the first GPS readings for the flock yesterday. I became a lot less excited when I saw the name they spelled out. Stevenson. My name is Dr. Aaron Stevenson. Dun, dun, dun. I love that. That was ex- I knew, I knew yeah, it, it was, that it was going to be his. It's very name. predictable. Yeah, but I still a lot found of creepypastas it. are. Right? Oh yeah, it's hard, it's hard to make an unpredictable. Yeah, one. yeah. I really like that. But like, it's good fun. So the thing is, a lot of those last names are lo- some are longer, some yeah. are shorter, right? Yeah. So where are the rest of the fucking geese going? They must have been like they could, I guess, make the letters bigger. Oh, yeah, Maybe okay, yeah, big yeah. Letters. Like, the more geese, the bigger yeah. the letter. Because I'm just like, what are they putting, like, ellipses? <laughs> <laughs> Butcher, dot, 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 dot. What are they called? Talking marks? What are they called? Talking Ta- marks. Oh, quotations. Quotations, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> talking marks. marks. <laughs> I've always called on that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a good one. I really yeah, like that. I, um, it's got a good setup. 
I think it's got a really good setup. Yeah. And I, I'm, so the whole the halfway through the story, I started imagining like some serial killer like training the geese. geese? <laughs> <laughs> like no, make a bee. <laughs> Be for butcher. God. That is some dedicated serial killer. I love it though. I really like that. Yeah, I thought that's the only ecology one I could find. Yeah, and I, I, I tried. Really I tried really hard. I loved it. it, but it was quite good. Yeah. So thank you to um, A. S. Lowe. That was really, really quite. Good. Uh, apparently, Stevenson. Yeah, Doctor Richard Stevenson. Doctor Richard Stevenson. Did you ever look Ar- know, Google Aaron him? Stevenson. See if um, no, I have not. I should. He's see. alive. It'll probably be a guy named yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, studies Canada geese. Also, it's such a like a generic name. Yeah, it could be anybody. Aaron Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Generic Generickson. <laughs> John Smith. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want some All spooky. Right. Okay, so finish with some spook. I. I found that this one was probably the spookiest one Ooh, and I like that. the least predictable one. But cool, cool. Uh, unfortunately, they're all a little bit predictable. Yeah, so this is from Reddit again. Uh, it's r slash no sleep. And these are all fictional stories. So an r no sleep. Um, but they are written. So uh, like they're written as almost advice, like being oh. like, hey, this is happening. And then the comments almost sound like people are actually giving these people advice. Oh, so the that. very, very, very first time I came upon um, an R no sleep story. Yep. And it was about like people finding ladders or staircases in the forest. Do you ever come upon that? I've never come across this. It's really bizarre, but it was like, it was creepy. It wasn't super scary or anything. Yep. It was just like a little bit like... I don't know, unsettling. Yeah. And and I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. Why are so many people finding staircases? <laughs> and then I just Googled, like, are no sleep. Are these true stories? And then I was like, no, dude, you fed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just Obviously, people no writing building staircases in remote forests. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the okay. logistics to pull off that spoke <laughs> are so intense. That's fair. All right, I'm not going to read the title of this one okay. because it Gives unfortunately spoils it. Yeah, it spoils the whole thing. And um, the author of this, um, or the OP, is Rising Mac, such as McDonald's. Mac is. Okay. okay. I'm a nurse, and I currently currently work nights. It's a total drag, and I'm hopeful I can go to days soon since some co-workers are planning retirements. Anyways, I was working one night when just after 3 a.m., my son's monitor alerted me to sound and movement. No big deal at all. He probably coughed loudly or sneezed or something. He's three. So he's generally sleeps all night. I bring it up on my phone, and I see him and my wife sitting on the bed. Again, no big deal. He might have cried out or gotten scared or something. I was about to close the app when I noticed they were acting strange. Almost creepy. And when I say almost creepy, I mean creepy as balls. (laughs) They were sitting on the bed together, both of them, just staring up at the camera with blank, emotionless stares. The night vision is black and white, so they had white, eerie-looking eyes. They didn't move at all, aside from their visible breathing. They just sat there, staring at the camera. 
I close the app and give my wife a call to make sure everything's okay. I never get to call home on lunch, so in a way this is kind of nice to get to talk to my family while at work. It rings a couple times before she answers with a very groggy, hello? It was like she was dead asleep when I called, and she looked wide awake when on the camera. Hey, you guys okay? Huh? Yeah. Buddy, my son's nickname, came in like 15, came in like 15 minutes ago. Seemed scared, so I said he could sleep with mama. I'm confused here, since I saw them in his room a minute ago. Literally 60 seconds had passed since I closed the app and made the call. Wait, so you guys are in bed? Yeah, I fell back asleep right away. Everything okay? Everybody keeps waking me up. She sounds annoyed. Hang on a sec, I say. I put her on speaker and bring up the app hoping I don't see it. When the app loads, I get that pang of intense nervousness in my stomach that I haven't had in a long time since I was a kid in school and realized while I was eating breakfast, a paper or something was due that day and I hadn't done it. That was a really long sentence. (laughs) (laughs) My heart leaps into my throat. My wife and son are sitting on his bed, looking up at the camera. Same emotionless stares. Hello? You guys are in bed, right? Yeah, we're trying to sleep. Well, I'm looking at his camera and I see you two sitting on his bed. Huh? No, we're in our bed. I know that's what you mean, but I'm looking at his bed and you two are in there. Hang on, she says. She's quiet for a second while she brings up the camera on her phone. I hear this guttural, terrifying gasp, like she had sucked all the air in the room into her lungs, filling them to capacity. I don't hear this kind of gasp from my wife often, usually only when she's truly afraid, like during a jump scare in a movie, or one time when we turned her back on our son for literally a second and he was down the mailbox inches from the road, probably, you know, trying to get into Harambe's cage or something. (laughs) The forbidden fruit. I hear rustling of sheets and the line goes dead. Of course, now I'm obviously terrified, so I immediately call back. It goes to voicemail, so I call again. I call again and again with no answer. Finally, after about four minutes, she calls me. I tell you that four minutes felt like 40 years. Hey, what's happening? I ask. She's absolutely hysterical and crying. I can't understand a word she's saying. Stop. Slow down. For just a second, I say. She slows down enough to explain they are in the car and driving to her parents. She looked at the camera and when she saw what was on it, she got up grabbed our son and rushed downstairs and out the door. Didn't even close the garage. Don't worry about it, I said. I'll drive by when I get off and close it. We live in a generally safe neighborhood, so I'm not too concerned that the door is up. You will not go in there, she says. Hell no, I say. Why are we on the camera, she asks. Is it recording? I don't know, I say. I'm going to keep watching it and see if there's anything I can tell. Do our code words, oh, do our code words with Buddy. We have code words because we're nerds. We've seen too many pod people and imposter movies, so we decided a long time ago to make code words with each other to be able to tell if one of us was an imposter. That's very convenient. (laughs) We have a couple of code words, but we also have a three-sentence story we recite together, each saying a different part alternatively of each other. I hear on the phone... 
I hear her on the phone saying the things we taught our son. He giggles as he says them. He does every time we practice. Since he thinks that we are joking and doesn't have any idea of the real meaning of these code words. We're both convinced he's our son. My wife then says our part and I'm convinced she is her. We made up these words as a complete joke to ourselves. I never once in my life ever imagined we'd actually need them. She got to her parents safely and it was hard to hang up. I told her we'll figure it out in the morning. Hopefully just a glitch. Really? Just a fucking glitch? She said she didn't think it was a glitch. Yeah, no fucking way. (laughs) When she was running out, she had to run by our son's room and the door was open. There's a little flashing light on the back of the camera that indicates it's connected to the internet. It gives off just enough light that when she ran by, she thought she saw out of the corner of her eye a shadowy outline of what could have been an adult sitting on her son's bed. It sends chills down my spine. Knowing they are safe and out of the house is the only thing that kept me at work that night. It was a long four hours, but I kept checking the camera every chance I got. Sure enough... They were still sitting on the bed, staring up at the camera with emotionless gazes. I studied them to see if I could see any pattern from their breathing to their blinking. Their breathing was steady, looked normal. It was her blinking that would tell me if this was just some kind of bizarre time-looped freak accident or not. I intently stared at the phone and counted the seconds between each blink, telling myself if this was a loop, then their blinks should be even and occur at the same time. There was no pattern to the blinking. It was erratic and random, just as a person would be blinking. The passing hours are what finally sealed the deal that this was not a weird looped video of some kind. My son's window is visible on camera and I can see on camera that it is getting lighter outside of his room. His curtains keep out just enough light to prevent the camera from exiting night vision, but lets in just enough to be able to tell the sun is rising. I try to figure out what the hell is going on to, to, uh, or what to do before I leave work. Calling the police comes to mind, but I talk myself out of it. First of all, what am I supposed to say? Someone is in my house that looks like my wife, but isn't? Worse yet, if they are entities of some kind and the police do go over and it kills them or something, what do I do? I decide to tell coworkers about it or a coworker about it. He's a firm believer in the paranormal and might have a suggestion. I show him the video and tell him the story. His initial response of that's creepy as fuck doesn't help much. (laughs) But he says he wants to go over and check it out. He says we both should go see if my, quote, not my wife, will try and act like my wife. I tell him absolutely not. And he says, Mm -hmm. we should go at least to the house, even if we don't go in. I agree on that, since I wanted to close the garage door. We got to the house and walked around the perimeter first. Not sure what we wanted to accomplish by that, but it felt like something we should do. The curtains were all drawn since nobody was there to open them in the morning, so we couldn't see anything. I went to close the garage and suddenly had this overwhelming urge to go inside and investigate. It was like I just had to know what was going on, so we went in. We walked through the kitchen towards the foyer where the stairs are. It's so quiet in our house right now, you could hear a feather drop. Forget the pin. We stop at the bottom of the stairs and wait a few seconds. I look at the camera again. And they are still sitting there. 
I've never been so scared in my life. My coworker puts his foot on the first step and I suddenly say, stop. Forget this. We're out of here, I tell him. Come on. I start making my way back to the kitchen. We hear a loud creak in the floor from upstairs. It's my son's room. He has a very loud, creaky board right in the middle of his floor that's impossible not to step on. My wife and I are still deciding if we ever want to fix it because it will alert us if he's ever up to no good <laughs> when he gets older trying to sneak out, uh, out of his room. Come on, come on, come on, I yell as I motion uh, for my coworker to move his ass. We're out of the house in about two seconds. Out on the street, I check my phone. Now, not only, quote, not my son was sitting on the bed, same black stare, not my wife, was gone. Holy shit, my coworker says. That was stupid of us. Do not tell my wife we went inside. She would be so mad if she found out that we did this. I close my garage. Oh, I use my garage door opener in my car to close the door. Before we leave, I look at the camera again. Not my wife is back on the bed with not my son, both staring blankly at the camera, blinking every few seconds. That's it. That's it. Yeah, there is a part two. But um, if people are interested, you can go to r slash no sleep. It's one of the I top will. stories. You just send me that link. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'll What's send the it name to. of the story? Does it spoil the part two? It, uh, no, it does not spoil the part two. So um, the name of the story is my son's camera monitor alerted in the middle of the night. I checked it and saw my wife and son sitting on the bed. They weren't my wife and son. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. It's a good one, eh? That's a really good one. I was, um, I was pretty spooked for a bit for a bit there. Yeah, so uh, part two is just the same, but it just says part two. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. And, and it's it's just as long. It's like, it's, yeah. That's fucking It's good, good eh? That's good fun. It's good. What would you do? Um, I wouldn't even go in. No, nah, I'd probably like, call the cops. What the hell? He was um, talking about, like, the cops. But yeah, I'd, he was I'd call the cops. About... I'd just tell them there's someone in my house. Exactly, because you can just show them the monitor. Clearly, yeah. it's not just him seeing it. Yeah. It's other people seeing it. Yeah, go it. with your wife and son to the cops and say, this is us. There's someone in our house. Fucking go there with a gun, a bazooka, and blow, <laughs> a bazooka. blow the shit out of that. Just blow up that room from the outside. So, oh, yo. Oh, my God. This gave me goosebumps. I'm just, the very yeah. first comment, the top comment is... I'm curious, though, if you're, quote, not your son and, quote, not your wife are in there, then where is your oh, not you? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Maybe part two. I okay? hope so. <laughs> the, the, pers- uh, the second comment says, probably at her parents' house. <laughs> man people are good at writing these stories eh? yeah people are talented yeah but yeah i'll send you the link it's, yeah i actually really like i really it. like that people yeah. at home go home read it yeah exactly if you want just go to r slash no sleep um top of all time oh no i believe this was top of the year okay yeah and um well i'm i'm properly spooked i feel like i've been spooked right yeah me too well yeah exactly i mean that's what you get on halloween right yeah, that's what you get yeah and uh with chordates we've got your spines shaking yeah, <laughs> yeah. the spine tingling special yeah the spine tingling special thank you so much for listening to combos chordates I have been Anastasia. And I'm Harry. And stay safe. Make sure you have a code code word with your loved ones to tell if you're clones or not. Conversation.
conversations with Cordates.